Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. Just hurtling down I-10 here. It's a car. It's a car call today, or at least until I arrive at the residence. And then we get to hear you open screen doors and squeak <laughs> around and probably go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll do, uh, uh, I'll try I'll try to be more quiet uh, than I was last time doing that. Um, okay, so last night sucked. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it did. Didn't go exactly the way we wanted it to. Um, uh, no. But you know, sometimes you know you just run into a buzzsaw, and that's what we did last night. And yeah. I, I don't. I think that uh, LSU is a very, very good basketball team. I mean, he's not making strong-ass offers for nothing. <laughs> well, I make a strong-ass offer to bad players. I mean, that's just bad business. So, no, they're really good. I mean, in terms of any Alabama fan that would be really upset about about last night or, you know, and it's true we didn't play great. I'm not saying we played just fine and and we're incapable of, uh, of beating an LSU. That's not it at all. It's just uh, it's hard to win on the road, period. It's really hard to win on the road against good teams. And uh, I think the list of teams that definitely would have beat LSU last night in Baton Rouge is a small list. I mean, we could, we could, we could talk about it subjectively and as basketball fans and analysts and say, well, Baylor would have won or Gonzaga would have won or, or, you know, maybe, maybe Kentucky or something, maybe. Uh, but uh, no, the list of teams that, that would have beaten LSU and Baton Rouge last night is very small. I, I, I don't think, considering our goal is just, hey, wouldn't it be great if somehow, some way, we could get this smallish 10-man <laughs> roster in, in, in a transition year to the NCAA tournament? If that's the goal, uh, last night's loss did, did nothing to affect that. Yeah, and, of course, nobody knew that Beetle Bolden was going to be out and John Petty was going to be suspended. Those are two things that hurt, but, you know, one thing that is standing out to me looking over the box score is just how shallow we are in terms of depth. I don't oh, yeah. know another way that shallow would be, but um, look at, listen to these. Right? Only, only, eight would have, only eight would have played last night, right? Well, only eight, but Davis only played seven minutes, and Galen Smith only played 11 minutes. Forbes only played 14 minutes. We had six guys play 29 minutes or more. And that's going to get you killed with our pace. And especially with a strong team like LSU, I mean, a strong team literally and figuratively that can run or, you know, I'll tell you, LSU's mid-range game is disgustingly oh, good. Yeah, um, there's a rare team. It's a rare team that does that. Most teams are good around the basket or good at launching threes. Uh, it's pretty rare that you find a team that will just two-point you to death from the elbow, but they they do. Well, and here's the other thing. Beetle Bolden was out with some sickness, and I don't know if he's got the coronavirus or what, but he's Ooh. he seems to have been sick a few times. Then Herb Jones, Herb Jones goes up for what would have been the most incredible alley-oop ever since uh, Kyra Lewis threw it over the backboard and lands on his tookus and gets hurt. I mean, he comes back. Uh, we have a true freshman in Shackelford who plays 38 minutes. Kyra Lewis – um, you know, plays 35 minutes. Now he's young and he can do it, but still it's not ideal. Um, Alex Reese plays 29 minutes. He might've played one of his better games of the year. 
But we don't. I don't think we really want Alex Reese taking 14 shots, and that's what he did. He took 10 three-pointers. Um, and, boy, Jalen Forbes, he didn't really con- – I mean, he was one of five from beyond the arc. He had a really bad game. I'm surprised he didn't start over Galen Smith in the uh, in the lineup with Petty being out. Yeah. Um, and Petty still did play 33 minutes. I mean, he only he was basically yeah, he suspended just, he for just seven didn't minutes. Start. Yeah, I think and coach he had, was uh, coach was upset with his uh, effort at, at practice, and uh, he's done that before this year. You know, when when the guys that you would anticipate start didn't. Uh, Oates uh, Oates has some demands about uh, about going hard in practice, and and then that's how he penalizes you when you don't. And I think it's great. I mean, I don't think it's great that Petty didn't do what he was supposed to do, and he's a he's a you know an experienced leader on the team, a junior that's played a ton. Uh, that's disappointing. But I like how Oates handled it, and Petty, to his credit, didn't appear to be coming onto the court to pout. I mean, uh, I, th- I think he. He at least, you know, uh, seemed seemed to put in some pretty decent effort, you know, once he was on the court. Did Galen Smith have the worst free throw attempt you've ever seen? <laughs> I've never seen one miss. It would, it should have been an air ball, but it hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> it, it hit the right side of the backboard. I, it's almost like he was playing Papa Shot, and when you get to the level at Chuck E. Cheese, when the backboard starts moving side to side, and he just misjudged. I, I mean, it was that it was that bad. Maybe this was this was my immediate theory. He's allergic to bee stings, and saw a bee on the right side of the backboard, and said, "Holy crap, a bee! I got to kill that son of a bitch." and threw the ball at the B to save his own life. That's my, that, that's the best explanation I can come up for it. In fact, I think that's the only explanation. I'm trying yeah. to come up with something better and I cannot. <laughs> that's just, I mean, that, that's logical. Based on what we saw happen, that's the most logical answer. So we'll go with that. And then I think Jalen Forbes airballed one from, Oh, practically shit. underneath the goal. <laughs> I mean, that drew nothing but I was going to say it drew nothing but net, but you just stopped it drew nothing. Yeah. It drew nothing. It drew nothing but the outside of the net. <laughs> it drew nothing but air. Okay, so having said all that, in the end, it's going to go down as a 14-point loss. It's not the uh, the 14-point loss doesn't encapsulate the ass kicking it was. And again, LSU is a very good ball club. Trendon Watford is becoming what I thought Trendon Watford could become. Ooh, um, dude, I thought there, he's a real dude. And I thought there was one sequence in there where we were making a bit of a run. We maybe cut it to nine at this point. And Petty steals it from yep. Watford and is dribbling down the court. And Petty's just not a very good dribbler. And Watford, to his credit, who's taller, uh, comes down and steals it right back from him. Um, it was a hell of a play and lets me know – you know, I, I immediately thought there are two five stars from the state of Alabama, but those five stars are not equal. Trendon Watford is <laughs> right. a better five star. And I love John Petty. John Petty's had a great year. I appreciate you. Please stay for your senior year. I love you. But Trendon Watford's Trendon Watford. Yeah, uh, only fans of recruiting like us and our podcast listeners would be aware of the math equation that says five does not always equal five. Only recruiting fans know what that means. And uh, you just you just described why the math equation five does not always equal five. That's right. Well, Watford's a real ass five star. 
Petty I mean, got yeah, he's sort of pe- Petty got as a, as a future Saban defensive back. Yeah, and you know, Watford just. I mean, I, I, every time I watch him play, I'm like, man, why? Why can't you just come with your buddy Herb? I mean, that's just, uh, <laughs> exactly. Oh. Oh. So, hey, but, but I know we, this. Hey, here's one. Here's one good thing about Watford. Here's one good thing, and I know you, there's nothing good that Trinidad Watford plays for LSU. But think of this, and and frankly, I might be speaking out of turn because I don't really know what's going on with the other kid. But those that say that 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 the basketball talent in Alabama just isn't good enough, it just isn't good enough to build a championship team. Add what now? Alabama's best player, our best players, generally on this team. The ones leading the team are from Alabama. Petty, Kyra Lewis, Herb Jones, Alex Reese. They're all, they're all from Alabama. Those four guys. Now add Trendon Watford and Josh Lankford to this team. Oh. That they would Jeez. be really good, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So so and and does Auburn have any starters from Alabama? Oh, Austin Wiley. Hell, throw in Austin yeah. Wiley. Now, of course, we were never going to sign Austin Wiley because he's a He's a he's an he's a he's a ob down to his orange and blue underwear. That dude's an ob, but but he's from the state of Alabama. And you add Austin Wiley, Josh Lankford, and Trendon Watford to what Alabama's got. Oh man, oh man. Well, let me say this though. I and going back to Wiley, I I have it on somewhat decent authority that had uh, Anthony Grant or. Yeah, had Anthony Grant remained at Alabama, I think he was an Anthony Grant year recruit, right? That's um, right. Then, and obviously Bruce Pearl, I guess he would have been at Auburn, but it was – I'm telling you, we had a shot with him with Grant for whatever reason. Um, we did. And, I, I, and I actually it, know uh, – I won't get into it, but I know Austin Wiley's aunt well. Oh, I actually wow. know her well. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, I just say that it, it was – like you, well, what you're saying is not made. It's it, it it was realistic at one point that might have happened, but but no, that's a great yeah. point. Yeah. That's a, you bring up a great point about the state of Alabama's talent. I mean, you think about what if Alabama had had KT Harrell, you know, oh, um, obviously Eric Bledsoe and Bledsoe, you know, and Demarcus Cousins, Cousins. alone. Hell, that was when Godfrey was around, and then the talent was generally pretty good, except at the very end. Of course, you know, Kentucky could say the same thing. Hey, if we keep Jed Wills and Damian Harris. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, that's right. So, No, no, it's true. And I'm not I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not lamenting anything. I'm just saying that uh, if anyone out there just has this general idea that, boy, Alabama's got terrible basketball talent, you're going to have to go to up north or, or Florida or Texas to build a, a good roster at Alabama. That's not true. That's not true. What you have to do, though, what you have to do is dominate the in-state recruiting evaluate great get every kid you want get every kid you want and be good on your evaluations then the state does produce enough talent to build one championship team now if alabama and auburn are built on exclusively in-state talent uh i I don't know that it's good enough to support two championship programs but one definitely oh and here's another name uh, that, that is good I'm a football first guy when it comes. I'm I'm not much of it. I claim basically zero expertise when it comes to evaluating basketball players. But one guy I was right about, 
and I know I'm right about this guy because I've seen him play, and I don't care what level he's playing at right now. From Fairhope, Alabama, which is just right up the street from me, about three years ago, I was perplexed as to why multiple SEC schools, including Alabama, w- was not interested in Tevin Brown, who was yeah. at Murray State. He was the running buddy last year of Ja Morant. Uh, <laughs> Tevin was the second best player last year as a true freshman, was the second best player on that team, and now is far and away their best player. He's a three-point shooter. He's a ball handler. He's fast as heck. He can play above the rim. He's scoring about 18, 19 a night for Murray State. And if you tell me, well, so what, it's a Murray State, well, you know, it worked, it worked for John ja Morant. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying Tevin Brown is the best player in the country or that he's John ja Morant or that he's going to be a first-round NBA pick. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying Tevin Brown's done enough at Murray to absolutely convince me he would be a significant player at Alabama, especially with our new system under this system which of course you know he came out when we had avery which is a far different system but under nate's running and gunning and shooting threes and being athletes and running up and down the court uh tevin brown was built for that that's a good call because hey you know that's somebody maybe we could transfer portal his ass well i mean we've been we've been portaling people out let's portal some people in um i'm looking i'm looking at his I'm looking at his stats right now. I mean, hell, he averaged 12 points last year. He's averaging, you're right, 18 points this year. Um, and I'm looking at the minutes he's playing, 39, 40, 42, 37, 40, 40, 38, 34, 37, 43. That's sounds like pretty a damn dude. sporty. It sounds, sounds like just a like a NATO's dude. dude. Why don't you call I mean, passing? What, nobody listens to our podcast. Nobody listens to our podcast. True. Why don't you call passing and, uh, and get passing to talk to the coaches about portaling that kid in? All he needs Here's is the, like a sick. All he needs is a sick relative down here. That's, you can you can you right. can make that happen. We can make Hell, that happen. We can, oh, let's me and you go to. That's it. We we can we go, to we'll go to China. Me and you will go to China. This is how far we'll go. We'll go to China. Spend a few days. And what I hear is the Chicago of China. Spend a few days breathing in the air. We'll come back home. Spend a week with me down here in Fairhope, and we'll uh we'll go make everybody in Fairhope sick, and we'll uh. We'll portal that dude in next year. You know what? With our luck, we'd go to China and come back with something like syphilis. And I don't and that wouldn't even count. They'd be like, no, nah, all you did was get syphilis. And you didn't even get it from sex. You got it from <laughs> you got it from something else. You got it at the same meat market where the coronavirus started, but you just got meat syphilis. Why? Why did you guys think your pants had to be off to get coronavirus? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'd be like. Well, all your rabbits and and ducks and everything else don't have any clothes on over there, so you know they're they're skinless. So we just thought that's what you went in Rome. <laughs> so so people don't think we care about Alabama. Look what we're willing to do: syphilis and everything. If if look, here's the deal. That's a damn good that's a good poll question for Crimson Country Club, CrimsonCountryClub.com for those interested. Would you be willing to go to China and get meat syphilis if Alabama could go to the Final Four? <laughs> I think the answer is clearly yes. Uh I want to know where the Final Four is. I don't I want I, I want to be that picky. Um Detroit. I mean I might go I might go uh no, 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 no. Um answer is no. Des Moines. No. Uh, San Francisco. Closer, probably. Probably. You might get something worse than meat syphilis over there. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been to all these national championship football games. So blessed to be able to do that. Been to all these locations. Been to Pasadena, New Orleans, Miami. I even went to Phoenix for that national championship game. And and while I've enjoyed everyone, I'm not saying that. Uh, oh, I, I was terrible because I didn't like the location. I'm just saying that. Uh, I rank my experience at those national championship things one through five, kind of based on on the location and the atmosphere. And uh, it, it does it does matter. It does matter. But yeah, to go to a final four. I mean, but the meat syphilis thing, I mean, it better. You know, I, I tell you, good. Uh, I tell you, good spot, San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio is the bomb, man. I love San Antonio. Best great fajitas town. I've ever had. It's a great basketball town. You got the Spurs Arena. Uh, it, it's just a good basketball town. There's a lot of stuff to do. That river walk is fun for everybody because you got really cool bars, but you also have great restaurants and shopping for the ladies and uh, and everybody is kind of in, in one little area, which which is kind of like why New Orleans is a good place to, to have these big events because, you know, everybody's just kind of in one area that are, are there for the game. And uh, yeah, San Antonio to me would be a, a great you know, if we're going to make a Final Four and we get to pick where it is, uh, for whatever reason, San Antonio leapt immediately to mind for me. Um. All right. So Arkansas loses to South Kakalaki, and yep. that that certainly, I think that helps Alabama to a degree. Um, South Carolina is still on the bubble in a sense because they have some good wins, but they also have some atrocious losses. I don't know that South Carolina is any closer to the to being in the tournament than we are. But I think what that means is, um, man, we cannot we, – we couldn't lose to Arkansas anyway. We can't lose to Arkansas or Tennessee, for that matter, coming up. And I'm planning on going to both games, so I hope there's a hell of an atmosphere. Um, but, you know, Arkansas this Saturday at 5 o'clock, you know, unfortunately for us in terms of viewership, it's on at the exact same time as Auburn and Kentucky, which is going to have game day. But um, Alabama's got to beat Arkansas – uh, a team that's probably pretty uh, pretty desperate in their own right coming into Tuscaloosa. Beetle Bolden, we need him to get healthy, whatever it is. I've read that he hadn't eaten for a couple of days. We've been giving him IVs, that none of that shit is good. So we need him desperately back on the court, even if he can just give a few minutes, because we can't, we can't run that same we, – we just can't run an offense where six people play 38 minutes. I mean, it's just not going to be a good thing. Um, and I don't even know how to – math works that probably isn't physically possible but um and then of course we got the Tennessee game and, and then we're at Georgia and this Georgia Very team is, just seems to be seems to be mailing it in Very so winnable. um yep Very so winnable. I feel like um I feel like we got to uh we got to get got to get these next three wins before we play the next Wednesday at Auburn and and I think we can oh. all agree that's going to be a loss and I'm not throwing in the towel or none of that shit, but no. I mean, if you're planning on going to Auburn and beating Auburn this year, just don't, it's just don't hurt. Get your feelings. Hurt. Is there any doubt through no fault? And maybe we're just paranoid because of what happens at Jordan hair, but, but really we're not. I bet when we play Auburn at Auburn, there is probably one team in basketball that can beat them in Auburn. And 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 it's the Lakers with with LeBron and, and and Anthony Davis. That that's who can beat Auburn that night. That night, when they play Alabama, after we beat them and spoil their undefeated season, they are going to shoot. Can you shoot over a hundred percent? Can you do that? 
Well, we airballed from underneath the basket, so I would say yes. Our good pal Chuck is really good at math. Let's ask him. Can you shoot over 100%? Auburn well, here's will, the Auburn thing. We'll do that. Let me ask you, Chuck Smith, our a uh, good friend professor, of the show. and he's a friend of the show and a very smart man. Um, incredibly, his his humor, his dry humor is is delicious. But he yes. are we sure he's good at math, or are we so bad at math that we have to take his word for it? <laughs> Isn't that a good is point? A I, I would if, imagine. I can already hear Chuck telling us that both of those things are true. If I told you he would use words like I was exclusive, those things are not mutually exclusive. (laughs) I'm very good at if I told you I was a neurosurgeon, if I told you I was a neurosurgeon and I came in and said, well, Jimmy, I'm afraid you've got a diopsis of the flactoid. You'd say, oh, shit, really? Not a diopsis of the. (laughs) And I mean, you'd be like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. But I would Um, have to believe it. So, yeah, I think you're on to something with the math thing. uh, Yeah. I mean, I like music. I watched the Grammys the other night and enjoyed the heck out of that. But it occurred to me that even though I think I know young people's music, I think I do. <laughs> but any random two white guys in the mall could come up to me and tell me they're the chain smokers and I would believe them. How, oh, how, would, no, I, how, how would I know who I, the hell they are? I'm, uh, this Billie Eilish thing that won everything? Oh, yeah. I hadn't heard a song. Uh, <laughs> It's funny you should you should mention that because people love when we go non-sports. But I happen to now, I I'm a huge fan of uh, car carpool karaoke with James uh, Corden. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen oh, his yeah. carpool karaoke segments? Oh yeah, they're they're very famous. Okay, so uh, about four or five nights before the Grammys, uh, I'm like, you know, I haven't seen any of those carpool karaoke's in, in a while. I haven't watched any, so I, I googled, pulled up the YouTube page, and the first one up. It was from one month ago. It was Billie Eilish, and I'm like, I don't. I, I've heard of her, and it, and and I know she's supposed to be a thing, but I don't think I know any of the songs. And she's sort of weird. It's not normally something that I would like. And I watched the carpool karaoke. I thought she was great. I, I urge you if you're if you're not a fan, just watch the carpool karaoke with her and and Corden. She's entertaining. She's immensely talented. Now she's weird. She's not going to be everybody's cup of tea and she says that you know uh but wow what a talent she is and uh it got me interested in her to the point that uh i googled a couple other things watched a couple other things and then uh, when the grammys came on sunday night i I was actually rooting for her because i'm like wow i I like it now i'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy the album i'm not gonna go to the show but uh but yeah i'm a fan she's she's really gifted you know who i've listened to a little bit now and i didn't know anything about her for a while because really yeah, again, I fo- I know a lot about music just by Twitter, and so Lizzo, who yep. she's she's a full figured woman, um, she uh, so I saw the I saw like the I, I kept hearing about her, and I was like, I don't want to listen to this. Well, she um <laughs> she she apparently had a tweet. Are you counting your change? <laughs> I mean, you're so good at that. I literally just took change out of my pocket. Yes. <laughs> Man, that's impressive. We're going to have a game on this podcast. Guess what Jimmy's doing while meandering about trying to cut a podcast? Um, I'm walking all over the house with my cell phone. I just got in from work. I'm done for the day. And uh, yeah, as a matter of one of the first things I do is I uh, dig the change out and put the change in the proper change recept- receptacle. And uh, yeah, I, I collect I collect the change because you know what? It's worth money. 
It is. You can exchange you can exchange change for money. And and I do that sometimes. Money can be exchanged for goods and services, according to Homer Simpson. <laughs> Homer Simpson. Um, that's, that's a great episode because, it, you know, he was looking for a peanut uh, that fell under the couch and he was digging <laughs> under the couch and he goes, dang it, I didn't find a peanut. All I found was this $20 bill. And the, his brain goes, that's better. And he goes, explain how. And his brain says, money can be exchanged for goods and services. So anyway. Uh, it's but, like uh, we want, I mean, I've seen every Simpsons quote you name, I've seen it. And I know it, and I have not watched a new episode of The Simpsons in 15 years. <laughs> but I know every Simpsons quote that you quote. We obviously watched it during the exact same period of time and committed all the I used to watch it ad nauseum. I mean, like I would watch it over and over again. But um, I think I was about so, in college. Really, it was about when we oh, were, yeah. I was in college. So oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by um, the way, I'm so, going to Tennessee and Arkansas too. I'll see you there. I'm going to really? Arkansas and Tennessee. Yeah, so I just You're going to both of them. Yeah, we're we're headed to uh, Tuscaloosa for six days. To do what? Leaving right now. Well, we got a place up there now, and boy, everybody wants to hear this. <laughs> we got a place up there now, and we got to do stuff. It's hard to do furniture and furnishings and decorate during football weekends because I'm watching football the whole time, and I don't want to take time out from the football to uh, yeah. to go to the furniture store. So uh, we picked out this particular length of time. Uh, so we could really get stuff done and uh, from now till next week. So we're doing uh, both basketball games and a signing day thing. And uh, on Wednesday, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So we're, we're leaving for, for God's country in, uh, in about an hour. Well, back to Lizzo. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like this. I didn't like Lizzo at first because the only way I knew about her, I didn't know any song she sang. I didn't know she sang the, you know, I do my hair toss, check yeah. my nails. I didn't know she did that with commercials all the time. I didn't know that was her. And the only reason I knew about her is because she got in some trouble because she tweeted out something shitty about Postmates because, like, they didn't bring her enough gravy for her mashed potatoes or something. I mean, it was something <laughs> bananas. And, <laughs> and, and, like, Postmates was like, you know, ma'am, uh, we brought you all the gravy they had. I can't remember what it was, but she tweeted something shitty to Postmates. And I was like, God, what a pain in the ass. And then I started, then I listened to a couple of her songs. She has a song called Heaven Help Me. And it's awesome. And I was like, okay, I can, I, she needs more gravy. I'm down with it. So yeah, anyway. I, I, know her, I know her life story too. Do you know she went to, she was in the band at the University of Houston. Really? Did she, she didn't have shit to do with the Yabi Anoma, did she? <laughs> <laughs> she portaled him into Houston. <laughs> nice. She told him, she said, Yabi, get your ass over here and bring all the gravy you can from Tuscaloosa. She played the flute in the, in the marching band at the University of Houston, dropped out of school, went through that period where she didn't know what she was going to do with her life, depressed, sort of homeless even, and uh, really? looking for a job responded to a craigslist thing from a band that's like we need a singer and she's like that sounds like fun and she had never she'd never sung in her life and she said when she went to the audition it was the first time she had sung out loud and uh she said she, she just went for it and uh thought she was horrible and everybody else in the band's like hey uh you're pretty good uh let's uh you're hired and and you know you know her name her name is uh her, her real name's melissa and in her little high school clique, uh, you know, when you're in high school and you all have nicknames, 
everybody just put an O at the end of her name. Since her name is Melissa, she went by Liz. So she was Lizzo, and her friend Jane was Jane O, and her friend Kristen was Kristen O, and and that that's why she goes by Lizzo. It's Liz with an O. Holy shit, yeah, that's there a lot of info. How about, about that? Lizzo? I was really um, into the Grammys this week. I was really damn, into you the were. Grammys, and I needed to learn about all this. And uh, of course, I rooted for 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 my gal Ariana, and uh, she didn't win, but. Uh, but she sang her little ass off and uh and, and looked good and uh it was it was it was it was a good night for Billie Eilish and I enjoyed the show as always. All right, so Alabama, Arkansas. Oh yeah. Uh, that thing's going on. Um well that's coming up. Uh real quick, I know Saban is going to see McKinley Jackson today. You feel today. good about him? I do. Uh I do. And 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 a couple things about that. I, I felt all during, you know, last fall. I didn't ever even feel like we were in second place. Uh, I thought McKinley was going to LSU for sure. And I, I, re- I really wasn't sure we were in it. He was committed to LSU at one point. But I would say over the past month or maybe six weeks, we've made up considerable ground. I'm not saying hiring Freddie Roach uh, made us the favorite or, hey, we hired Freddie, so now we're going to get McKinley. I don't think it's that simple. I think we were just sort of neck and neck, probably leading, and then hiring Freddie may have put us over the top. But I say that also in the vein of saying if we sign McKinley Jackson, full credit goes to Pete Golding, who has been recruiting McKinley from day one, literally from day one. McKinley was a highly, really well-known prospect. Even when Pete Golding got to Alabama and McKinley was in the 10th grade, I think there's a – I, I, I wouldn't know this, but I bet there's a very good chance. Pete Golding has been speaking, recruiting McKinley Jackson to some extent since the day he was handed Southern Mississippi as a recruiting area three years ago. And so this is Pete's guy. And if we sign him, uh, you know, because Pete took a lot of criticism, uh, I, I think, for the way the defense was playing at times this past year. And uh, he probably needs some uh, good vibes coming his way. If we sign McKinley Jackson, uh, yeah, Freddie Roach may have put us over the top, but this is a Pete Golding. Uh, this is a uh, Pete Golding gets gets the credit here. All right, Jimmy, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Locked On Bama. Uh, so I'll see you this weekend, buddy. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be there tonight, and I'll uh, I'll text you on Saturday. It'd be cool. I don't know how we could do this uh with with the women folk and stuff but we it'd be cool to do a podcast together even though it wouldn't be in the traditional sense we'd just be you'd be on your phone and i'd be on my phone and we would be a few feet from each other and we wouldn't be sitting there (laughs) like headphones (laughs) it would look really it would look to passers-by as if we were having a phone conversation with each other even though we're three feet apart see that would be fun just to watch everybody's reaction going are those two idiots talking to each other on the phone, even though they're standing next to each other? That you know, that I kind of like that. In of itself. Well, that's the thing. We could actually be describing how people think we look stupid <laughs> as shit while we're doing it. <laughs> now we're being approached by this elderly man who may be calling the police. <laughs> um, all right, buddy. Roll tide. Roll tide. Let's go beat Arkansas. Get back on track. I'm with it. <laughs>